Super Talk Mississippi media production. Whether you're looking to start a career with no student loans or change careers to land one of the happiest jobs in the world, yep, that's construction, Build Mississippi can help. Visit buildmississippi.com to learn why a career in the trades deserves another look. buildmississippi.com. Your future is waiting. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Who are you? Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. And welcome, everyone, to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this hump day. What a difference a couple of days make with respect to the weather. Uh, Certainly grateful for some fairer skies and calmer conditions. And this may be one of the last days we see forecast highs in the 90s for the year. Awesome. That'd be fine with me. I'm down with that. Yeah, I think I've seen enough of that. So looking at the latest reports from New Orleans, it appears that some power... The Wall Street Journal is reporting power restored to, it just says a New Orleans suburb, but it doesn't name it. Do we have any information on that? Just looking at some photos in the journal of the New Orleans metro area, lots of water still standing uh, in the low-lying areas trying to get out. Power was still out for 89%, according to poweroutage.us, 89% or 173,000 customers in Orleans Parish, which, of course, encompasses the city of New Orleans. Overall, now, about 990,000 customers in Louisiana, 37,000 in Mississippi, are still without power. And there are some estimates, even from the power providers, that that could endure for a month or more. Full in some places, yeah. yeah, in New Orleans. So we'll keep an eye on that, and we certainly hope and pray for rapid recovery of uh, getting back to normal as best as possible. And, you know, I was talking to my wife and daughter about situation in New Orleans post Katrina. It was uh, devastating to the the business community. The economics of the city were were uh, harmed dramatically. And as I recall, in, in returning when you could to New Orleans and eating out and shopping and staying at the hotels, so grateful for your, for your business and just providing awesome service. And I felt like that stuck in my return visits to the Crescent City. 
It just seemed like that took hold, and people were just so grateful. The, the merchants, the restaurants, the hotels, etc., that you were transacting with them. You're going to see the same thing here, I believe. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to make a point to visit New Orleans as, as soon as it's practicable and uh, spend a little money down there to try to help the folks out. I think we're going to see the same thing. And it's uh, such a sad situation. Gosh, it, it just seems like yesterday we were, in fact, just recovering from Katrina. It just really does. It's surreal that it's been, what, 16 years. But here they go again, and man, your heart goes out to them, these folks that rely on, to a great extent, tourism into to New Orleans for their livelihoods. So hopefully they'll get back on their feet as quickly as possible. On the program today at 1037, 1037, excuse me, Andrea Sanders, Commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Child Protection Services. We'll get an update from Andrea on the agency. And then at 11.05, Jim Beckett. He is a member of the House of Representatives and is presiding over the redistricting process that is occurring uh, down at the legislature. And then at 12.05 today, we'll have Mississippi Outdoors Radio, since we were unable to do that this past Monday with the weather. We opted to shift that over to today. Don't forget Sports Talk Mississippi at Golden Moon today. They'll be at Pearl River Resorts, Golden, Me- uh, Golden Moon Casino, just ahead of the uh, return of college football. Hard to believe. It's time for that again. So, Grab a snack, place a wager for your favorite team, and download the Pearl River Resort Sportsbook app. That's Sports Talk Mississippi at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort's Golden Moon Sports Lounge today. And then tomorrow, I shall travel north to Mossy Oak in West Point from 10 to 1 for the JT Show. This is the 43rd Annual Prairie Arts Festival. That begins. We look forward to seeing you there for fun food and prizes. It's sponsored by the Growth Alliance, Mossy Oak Properties, and Biologic. And then high school football, this would be a week two of it returning, right, to First Super, full week. First, first full or week. second yeah. full week. There, okay. there have been almost a month now uh, of high school football, yeah. but it's been jamborees and private schools and stuff like that. Yeah. But the whole full meal deal, week two, again, this weekend. The scoreboard preview show at 6, and then the Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show at 10. That's on Friday nights. Anywhere you listen or watch, Super Talk Mississippi. So we appreciate you joining us today. So the big news, of course, after the show yesterday, the the president, he came out and addressed the nation. My first observation is, why 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Why not prime time? Why does he always do this in the afternoon? Seems to be kind of his customary approach rather than prime time. I don't I, maybe I'm reading too much into that. I just noted that middle of the day like that. 
afternoon. Well, three o'clock. Three o'clock would be prime time if bedtime is six thirty. <laughs> I. It just seems weird. But putting at six and bed at six thirty. <laughs> is there warm milk in there too? <laughs> I mean, we laugh, but it just does seem like the guy's just absent energy and enthusiasm. And I, I know a lot of other people that are of his age. They don't seem quite as feeble, in my view. And that's not a good thing for the commander-in-chief. There's something to be said for the way that projects physically. But the big thing, the takeaway for me, I'm not sure if it was for others, it just seemed a bit dishonest. I'll just say it that. He he took victory laps and described it as a success. I'm not sure I'm buying that. I, I don't think that Americans are buying it. The Wall Street Journal had a great article, A Dishonest Afghanistan Accounting is the title of the piece. And they actually went so far as to suggest that he may never utter the word Afghanistan again. And I agree. We talked about this some last week in their assertion that he's going to pivot to domestic affairs. we got to get on with raising taxes and expanding government and spending $5 trillion. And you know we're going to hear the calls for ramming this legislation through on the pretense of, yeah, I'm calling it pretense, of climate change causing the hurricane, something we touched on yesterday. But it was a speech where he seemed indignant, defiant, honestly seemed mad. How dare you question me? I mean, that's the takeaway I got. That may have not been the intention. But it was a fairly lengthy speech where he delved into all sorts of details and just blamed everybody but himself. You know, we gave Americans all sorts of opportunities to raise their hand and say they wanted out, but they didn't, and and that's just the way it is. And he, he basically implied it was inevitable. The outcome we saw, what we all witnessed, and everybody witnessed it, unless you don't have an internet connection. And there ain't too many people that fall into that category, certainly in this country. But if you saw the images and you've seen the reports, I'm just not sure that this speech, it's hard to put that genie back in the bottle, as they say. It just, it projected defiance and anger. I didn't think it was good in that respect. Zero apologies. Zero empathy. You know, we were told President Trump, he just doesn't have any empathy. We gotta have an empathetic president. I didn't see that yesterday at a time when it's needed the most. We'll step aside for a break right here. We'll come back with more talk on the JT show. Stay with us. If- 
If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Calloway's has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South, period. We offer bulk soils for the do-it-yourself project. Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Callaway's is... Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESI Supply. Catch Madison Central Jaguar football right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 each Friday night during the season. Brought to you in part by Jersey Mike's on Highway 51 in Madison. At Alliance Ag Risk Management, our slogan is hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Whether it's using our bottom line ag app to create a personalized crop marketing plan, partnering with our agents to identify the right policy to minimize risk against the perils of high value production, or just having someone to talk to in a time of need, we're dedicated to coming alongside you to take emotion out of the equation and maximize your hard earned profits. Alliance Ag Risk Management, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, on to the real part. Dino Mike! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Well, that commentary in the first segment uh, elicited a few texts from our fantastic audience. Sure, Biden is empathetic. 
You just have to remove the um first. <laughs> As in pathetic. That uh, from the 662 region. Carolyn Starkville says, I think we have a controlled government that has shown us it does not care about American lives, domestic or abroad. Look at the border. Look at Afghanistan. We've shown they will work with terrorist groups to weaken America, and Americans need to wake up to reality. Yeah, it is concerning. I think perhaps the most dishonest statement made of all was yesterday was his assertion that the war in Afghanistan is now over. And again, I think most I think most Americans that are clear thinking and really can can discern and rational agree we shouldn't be involved in forever wars. I, I think the majority of Americans believe that. That's never been the question here. The question is, how do we get out? And what does that look like? And what he said yesterday is that what unfolded, what ensued, was inevitable. He once again talked about how he was inherited this agreement between President Trump and the Taliban. And, of course, he, he kind of washes over that and, and doesn't really explain that in detail. He doesn't talk about the conditional aspect of that. He, he just essentially states and asserts that I had to honor this agreement. Now, what's so hypocritical about that is that everything else from the Iran nuclear deal to the Paris Accord to just all kinds of executive orders that within the first week or so after being elected reversed Trump policies except this one, which doesn't make any sense. So he, he does go on to say, or did go on to say yesterday, that most Americans believe that the U.S. can counter any sort of terrorist threats with what is described tactics that are described as over the horizon. That just really means drones and satellites, etc. Anything short, uh, anything that would counter and put down and diminish ter- terrorist organization and and build out without having troops on the ground. And he, and he said that the U.S. has all these assets to, to counter terrorists in other countries, such as Yemen and Somalia and Iraq and Syria. But most experts say that's kind of a fantasy, honestly. Not, not quite there yet. And he went on, he talked extensively about the horrors of war. We all agree. We also witnessed horrors last Thursday upon our exit. He, he, he kind of minimized any reference to that event. Of course he would. But the biggest thing to me is that who the hell's accountable here? It seems like that some of these high-level folks in the administration and even the military, given what we saw unfold, they ought to resign, in my view. If not, he ought to fire him. I just don't think he will. I, clearly he won't. I think he's immediately pivoting to domestic matters. And his primary priority there 
is increasing taxes and expanding welfare. Call it what you want, folks. In my view, when money just falls out of the sky, it's welfare. just is. It's government programs. And, you know, we talked on this program, Rhino, when, when General Milley was up on the Hill being questioned by members of Congress, Senator Cotton Waltz, et cetera, about this woke stuff going on in the military. And we talked about how that puts our very security at risk because of the focus. you got X number of cycles, and when so many of your cycles are consumed with all that garbage, and he made it clear that he thought a bigger threat, he inferred at least, that a bigger threat to our security are domestic white supremacists over foreign terrorists. That's what the focus is. And he wants to understand that threat within the ranks of the military. Yet the, the folks in the ranks of the military come out and say, we don't know what the heck you're talking about. It's um, the same thing that I have uh, discussed with respect to business. Well, all these businesses that are spending the gazillions of dollars on all this garbage, this deconstruction nonsense and pronouns and... Decolonizing. Yeah, there you go. Changing language and, you know, grouping people and all that junk. It's like, was well, there a problem? I, I just, I can't find the problem. And the question I would have for those executives, and the same with the, those in the military, the generals, the brass that runs the place, why did you let it get to the point where it's a problem? We, we have opposed that, and as a society, we've moved way beyond that a long time ago. How is this happening today? Because I don't think it is. It's just, look at me, how great and wonderful I am. I'm forcing those in the ranks of the military to divide into privilege walks. But yet, people died. Now, I'm not saying there's a direct correlation to that. What I am saying is, can't we worry about protecting the country and keeping the world intact rather than privilege walks in the Air Force? Can't we teach those in the rank and file, traditional military war tactics, how to survive, how to work as a cohesive unit, rather than all this theoretical garbage. And you know, to a great extent, why? Because they're all Ivy League wackos. What happened to just good old common sense, practical thinking people? Why can't we put those in charge? Why did we get to the point where you got to have 14 degrees to work in the State Department? Because they're the ones that's doing all this. The president of Afghanistan, who bolted with money, like within two hours, he's their hand-picked guy. They trained him in that same curriculum. He doesn't care. They don't care. Honestly. That's what I got out of that speech yesterday. You really don't care. What you care about are your poll numbers. What you care about is the perception people have of you and the handling of this event. 
Why it, else would he try to take credit for all the good things and pass the buck on everything bad that happened? He was taking victory laps. But the other thing I caught, which is in conflict with what he said last week, he says, we got 90% of everybody out. 90% was the exact word he used. Last week he said, we ain't leaving. So we got 90% of the people out, yet the war's over. And last week he said, we're not leaving until every last American's out and our allies. This is the same administration that's doing a victory lap for pulling over 100,000 Americans out. So uh, 90% of that means there's still 10,000 left. That's a lot. And they don't know. That's the, so you see the conflicts and the message there? That's what bothered me. And what about this interpreter, Mohammed? He helped rescue then-Senator Joe Biden, two other senators. They were stranded in a remote Afghanistan valley after their helicopter. Remember this? Their helicopter went down due to a so- snowstorm. He's left behind. He actually sent a message. Hello, Mr. President. Save me and my family. He wouldn't use his full name. He's in hiding because they'll come after him and cut his head off. This was after the last American boarded the C-117 and exited the country. He said, don't forget me here. He saved your life. You said nothing about that yesterday. So the question was asked of his shield, Jen Psaki. Reporter did. And she just said, well, our efforts are enduring. And yes, Mohammed did save some of my favorite people. That's what she said. That's just disgusting. That man saved your life. You ought to be working around the clock to save his. It's break time here on the JT Show. We thank you so much for tuning in. And when we come back, we've got Andrea Sanders. She's the commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Child Protection Services. We'll get an update on what's going on there at CPS. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 92. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 70. Thursday, sunny skies, high near 89. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions, high near 87. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. The Wall Street Journal reports a 15-year high in the investment you've made in your home. The real estate market is nothing short of amazing. My friend Lee Garland will attest to that across the entire Capital City metro area. If you sell your home, the demand is red hot. For the seller, the need for good homes is incredible. They're selling fast and many times over list. For the buyer, interest rates right now are low, meaning you get more for the money. Lee Garland's customer satisfaction feedback is most impressive. Take, for instance, Rachel. 
she listed her home got little or no results. Then Rachel took our advice and called the Lee Garland team and the difference was like night and day. Lee immediately put his superior marketing strategy in action. In just four days, Rachel's home in Brandon sold for 21000 over the previous agent's list price. That's why Lee can guarantee an offer on your home within seven days. Gallo reminding you to call Lee Garland Group, EXP Realty at 601-983-1130 or go to LeeWillBuyIt.com and start packing. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra, and it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models, with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Richland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 2,939 new cases of COVID-19 are being reported today and 81 deaths. 31 deaths occurred between August 26 and 31st, and 50 deaths occurred between July 10th and August 26th, identified from death certificates. There are currently 176 outbreaks in long-term care facilities. And following hearings to study the state's income tax, Speaker Pro Tem Jason White believes Mississippi must make a statement by eliminating the income tax. It needs to have enough appeal to it that it makes a headline somewhere, especially as we got testimony from so many guys and girls last week who said other states, especially southern states and red states, are considering these very things that we are. We don't, we certainly don't need to get behind uh, them on this issue. A plan to eliminate the tax passed the House during the previous session but died in the Senate. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. I'm Paul Gallo. My wife and I are vaccinated. To me, it's a blessing of medical technology that generations before us would pray for. The risk and inconvenience of scheduling a shot versus rewards and peace of mind is no different than getting a tetanus shot from a rusty nail. The difference is rusty nails are not highly contagious. This virus is an opponent that can only be defeated with teamwork. To find a site, go to vaccines.gov or call 800-232-0233. A message to your family from our family at Supertalk Mississippi Media. Get ready for the Mighty Roots Music Festival, October 1st and 2nd on historic Stovall Farms in Clarksdale, Mississippi, presented by Wade Incorporated. Musical appearances by Deer Tick, Keller Williams, Mystic Bowie's Talking Dreads, Radney Foster, and more. Campsites available, food trucks, vendors, and late night music till 2 a.m. For tickets and more information, MightyRootsMusicFestival.com. Sponsored by Visit Mississippi and Visit Clarksdale. Come on and make your plans to spend the weekend with us at Mighty Roots Music Festival. Gallo knows Mississippi better than anyone. No one gets better interviews than him. Gallo. He asks all the questions everybody wants to know. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. 
keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Supertalk Mississippi News at supertalk.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Supertalk Mississippi. Mississippi. There she stood in the street, smiling from her head to her feet. I said, what is this now, baby? Maybe she's in need of a kiss. I said, hey, hey, what's your name, baby? Maybe we can see things the same. Now don't you hey, Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, on this hump day. Joining us now in the studio, Andrea Sanders, the commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Child Protection Services, CPS for short. It's normally how we refer to that. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Andrew. Thank you, Gerard. So, wanted to uh, have you on to get an update uh, from uh, your perspective on the agency. Now, is it? part of DHS, or does it operate uh, as a separate entity? That is a really interesting question. <laughs> um, it uh, Both. Okay. About – it originally was a, uh, a division of DHS yeah. um, until 2016. Mississippi agreed uh, in a lawsuit to separate the agency and create – uh, a freestanding agency to to bring emphasis to the work that's done. It's pretty unique work, as you know. Yep. And um, so we have been separated in some capacity for the last five years. Uh, there was some confusion over federal funding streams and how that impacted the agency. And so uh, at the current moment, we are joined um, in statute as sort of a, a were related agencies. Okay. Um, the okay. terminology is in but not of. So, yeah. Um, and the agency receives funding from both the federal government and state government, right? That's correct. We how, do. How does that? How does that alloc- How's that allocated? Um, approximately half of our funding comes from the state. Okay. Uh, the federal funding streams for uh, child welfare are. Um, in my opinion, they need to be updated. Uh, we um, we have to determine eligibility for children that that we take from their parents yeah. based on their parents' income, which is a peculiar position to be in. Um, as you can imagine, it's difficult to go back to parents and um, ask for proof of income after taking their children yeah. out of their home. So, what are the typical cases that your your group works with? Uh, you know, unfortunately, there's outright abuse. Um, we uh, generally reporters will call and, you know, they have concerns because of bruising on children or um, often, a you know, a child will show up at school wearing either really inappropriate clothing for the time of year. Um, and it can be, you know, you think of children not having warm clothing in wintertime. Um, that's usually a problem with neglect or possibly poverty, which is a little bit different than than a parenting issue. 
Um, but in the summertime, when you see children show up at school in the heat wearing, you know, a hoodie and clothing that covers their body, uh, that that's often a, hmm. a source of concern, you know. And so teachers might call and say, you know, they may notice bruising on children's arms that that's just repetitive and or uh, often you can see old bruising um, that you know, those yeah. are warning signs. So if, if the if the agency re- receives reports such as that, you've got workers on the front lines then that would investigate. Is that right? We do. We have a 24-hour hotline uh, call center that's manned. And in fact, you know, we just had a big hurricane um, threat come mm-hmm. through the, the state. And so we try to staff up during those times to make sure that um, not only for reports of abuse, but you know, we had the whole coast potentially, um, you know, looking at being without power uh, or phone lines. So that that call center is kind of a hub for us. But yes, we um, we go out and investigate within 24 hours if for certain types of of reports. You know, mm-hmm. if there is imminent concern, um, there's a little bit more time if you know if the the concern is. Uh, triage to be a less acute problem. And, and you have also have the situations where um, children are just lose their parents. I mean, that happens as well. Yes. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic that's unlike anything, you know, any of us have ever experienced in our lifetime. And um, so, you know, death rates are much higher for a variety of reasons. Um, and so, yes, children um, lose their parents, um, and you know we're really struggling right now with. Um, there, we've seen uh, often there's a, a an increase in in drug abuse and addiction um, that makes parents unable to take care for their children. Yeah, and um, you know we're we're experiencing a lot of social. Uh, stressors right now that impact children in Mississippi. How many children are in your care now? Right now we have approximately, well, we have 3,750 actually at this minute. Um, And that number's held pretty steady for the last couple of years. Um, You know, the last time we talked, I think we talked about concerns that we would see reports escalate as children got back into school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think we're seeing normal situations yet. Schools have uh, resumed and then had to go virtual. And then, uh, you know, so there are a lot of distractions happening right now. We have not seen a, a tremendous spike in reporting or it's certainly not something that's consistent. How many, how many workers do you have on the front lines? We have... Um, about 460 right now. We really need to gain about 100 total. 100, okay. Uh, Turnover is very high in this work. Um, and we are intentionally looking at ways that the agency can reduce that turnover. Is there sort of an optimum ratio of worker to children? There is. We have a formula. Okay. And um, so, you know, investigations take up. Uh, more time than, say, monitoring children in their own home when there was a concern about neglect. So the formula rate, you know, it, it weights 
the type of work. Um, but ideally, workers need to have somewhere between 14 and 17 cases um, that are active. Yes. And so we, we've been successful in achieving that in some parts of the state. We really struggle in other parts. And so when you receive a child, take them into care, you try to place them in a foster home. Is that right? Is that uh... we, we have a strong preference for family-based settings, yes. Okay. Um, you know, an, a, a relative or someone who's known to the child in their own community, in their same school that they were already attending, that can take all of their siblings is ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we don't always have the ideal setting for um, children when we take them. You know, obviously it's it's not a planned thing. So um, there are times when we have to take them to other parts of the state, um, and uh, you know, hopefully our our strong preference is to keep sibling groups together. Yeah. If if we can't keep them in their own community, how does one become a a foster parent? What are the criteria there? Um, they need to be 21 or older, and they need to be fi- financially self-sufficient. Uh, and the reason for that is there, there's subsidized care. Uh, uh, there are subsidies provided to families who foster yep. to help offset the cost. But we want families who are fostering because they want to foster. Sure. Um, and so, you know, it's a pretty unique ask to take someone else's child into your home or children love them like they're your own, and then be willing to potentially give them back. Um, so it is, it is a, to me, one of the ultimate asks uh, from, from a family to open their home. Um, we have information on our website, www.mdcps.ms.gov, for becoming a foster parent. Um, I'll have to put these readers on to give you the... I got it. One eight hundred. Yeah. One eight hundred eight two one nine one five seven. Eight hundred eight two one nine one five seven. And then there's also a number to report child abuse, which is eight hundred two 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 eight thousand. Eight hundred two 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 eight thousand. Or you can again go to the Department of Child Protective Services dot uh, ms dot gov website. Um, do you get lots of phone calls and emails with respect to reports? We do, yes. Uh, and, you know, I even get uh, people who know me text me yeah. um, and wow. uh, email me when they have concerns. Gosh. But I like they need to go through the hotline because it allows us to document the call and also follow a, a prescribed triage. Yeah. Wow. And there's also money. we got just about a minute here. It's pandemic relief funds that were appropriated as well, current and foster former foster youth aged 14 to 26 who have spent at least one day in foster care after their 14th birthday are eligible, right? That's correct. Check your website for information on that as well? Yes, please. Okay. Well, Andrea, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Thanks a lot, and thanks for the work you guys do. Well, appreciate you having me. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. 
When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. The hunt is over for all your deer camp setup needs at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in Bolton since 1871. Get your food plot set up with mixes from Pennington, J&J, and Wax Company, along with ryegrass from Nelson and Marshall. And don't forget the wheat for those doves, along with fertilizer, spreaders, and sprayers. Feeders by Boss Buck Gravity and Moultrie, filled with rice bran original, peanut butter, persimmon, along with corn, mineral salt, as well as that Buck Robber game attractant. Game cameras, hunting license, wasp and bug sprays, and much, much more. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your deer camp setup specialist. Downtown Bolton since 1871. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Need furniture or bedding now? The pandemic caused a big slowdown in production and shipping, so the wait can be longer than you'd like. Fortunately, Miss Skelly's has preferred status with our vendors, so despite some delays, we actually have a lot in stock and ready to go. Check out what's available now at MissSkelly's.com. The selection is growing, so if you don't see what you want, check again. Then order online or come into one of our showrooms. That perfect piece may be in stock and ready to go at Miss Skelly's. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was up 67 to 93.20. March cotton was up 62 to 92.39. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were down three and three quarters to 12.88 and three quarters per bushel. January soybeans were down four cents to 12.96 and a quarter per bushel. December corn was down five and a quarter to 5.29 per bushel. March corn was down five and three quarters to 5.37 per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was down 27 to 126.62. December live cattle was down 35 to 133.12. October feeders down 20 to 167.55. November feeders down 15 to 169.50. And at this hour, Dow Jones is down 35 points, 35,325. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. How can propane gas enhance your outdoor experience this season? When it comes to outdoor grilling, there's no better source than propane. But have you thought about a beautiful outdoor fireplace and lighting fueled by propane as well? The perfect setting, worry-free grilling with propane. A golden propane fire to sit by and soothing propane lights burning in the background. Impress yourself, friends, and family with propane. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. 
yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. Now, now, back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the JT show super talk Mississippi once again to report child abuse 800-222-8000 or you can go to the website for child protection services mdcps.ms.gov if you are interested in becoming a foster parent also can go to the website or call 1-800-821-9157 uh, full disclosure, my, my wife and I are certified foster parents, and we, uh, many years ago, we took two uh, brothers into our home that had suddenly and abruptly lost their, their single mother. And they happened to attend school, same school with my natural children, and, and we were uh, aware of who they were, but we, we weren't you know, particular social friends or anything, but we heard of this situation uh, when the situation occurred. What we heard, and I didn't ask Miss Sanders this, but what we understood back then was that you heard her say they try to keep siblings together and place them in a home setting, and that's for obvious reasons. But these were two teenage boys, and in the hierarchy of, of foster parent certification, that's the most difficult to uh, certification to attain. And so there's a, a shortage of parents that can serve in that role. And if not available in the state, at least this was my understanding then, which is why we got involved, they then fall into the hands of the federal government, what they call in that world the system, quote. And when that happens, more than likely the siblings get separated into different households somewhere in the country. And so when we heard of this, it uh, it struck us, and my wife and I, and we, we talked about it, about the possibility of adding to our family, and went and talked to uh, our natural children about it, which would be the fair thing to do. And, and they both at the time, my son was, I think, in the eighth grade, and my, or could be in seventh grade, and my daughter ninth. I know there's two years separating in them, and they both agreed to it. So I had a stair step for three, four years there, and and I'm proud to say they're both 
gainfully employed, productive adults. And uh, the older lives here in central Mississippi, is uh, in the accounting and finance business, doing well, and married, has a child, and the younger just got married a couple of months ago, celebrated the marriage with him and his uh, new wife, and they are residing in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and both gainfully employed and doing quite well. The younger, in, partic- in particular, uh, will call on me for, I guess you could call it fatherly advice on a regular basis, buying homes and and uh, how to handle his finances and um, often in in his uh, job uh, searches and determinations. And so happy, obviously, to serve in that role. Anyhow, uh, proud mostly of my natural children for seeing fit to share their home. Uh, you can imagine the grocery bill went up quite a bit, uh, but that's that's perfectly fine, of course. Any, anyhow, I, I went so I went through the training, and you know when you witness some of the hardships and some of the situations, but more importantly, when you go to court and see some of these custody situations in court, man, it's heartbreaking. This is happening every day in this state, in every county. And as I recall at the time, our social worker that was responsible for our foster children, and that's they, they remain, of course, wards of the state. That may not be the proper legal term, but the bottom line is foster ch- children are not permanent. And at any point in time, a foster parent calls a social worker and says, I'm done, any time, day or night, and they come pick them up. It's not like adopted, legally adopted. It's, it's, there's a distinction there. But what I recall is that she worked Madison County, where I reside, and she had 75 cases. 75 cases for one person. And without disclosing, of course, and revealing names, she would sometimes share. I think just looking to just just vent and speak to somebody, some of the stuff she'd encountered. It's just heartbreaking. Man. But anyhow... Sounds like they need help and they do good work. Just just want to share that. We'll take a break right here. When we come back after the news, we've got Jim Beckett from the Mississippi House of Representatives. We'll talk to Mr. Beckett, Representative Beckett, about the redistricting process. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Chris Foster. A few homes and businesses in New Orleans have power back on for the first time since Hurricane Ida hit Sunday. Most do not, and that includes gas stations. Gas hunting is going on far outside of New Orleans, all along I-10 east into Mississippi. It's very easy to spot an open gas station from the interstate because they're surrounded by dozens of cars with Louisiana tags. Fox's Evan Brown in Pensacola, Florida. The White House announces a plan to create more affordable housing. Using regulatory changes, the administration says it will work to deliver 100,000 affordable housing units over three years. It will also increase mortgage availability through Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae for manufactured homes. The White House Council of Economic Advisors unveiled the plans in a blog post while cautioning that there is no magic formula to quickly relieve the supply constraints. Fox's Rachel Sutherland, the Democrats' spending plan in Congress includes $300 billion to build or restore 2 million homes. America's listening to Fox News. 
selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There's heavy traffic along the interstates like I-55 and Lincoln and Pike counties, as well as I-10, as evacuees try to make their way back to their homes. Will Nunley with Fox has this report from South Mississippi. The desperation is growing for fuel and for power. Lines are long at gas stations, not only on the Louisiana side, but here on the Mississippi side as well, because so many are having to leave the immediate area to try to find fuel. This is needed not only for personal vehicles, but also to fuel search and rescue efforts and uh, repair and recovery efforts as well. Moss Point Mayor Billy Knight took to social media to share his frustration when heavy rains from Ida caused flooding issues. I will not continue to kick this down the road for somebody else to take care of or just don't pay attention to it at all because that's what is happening in many of our cases. Our leaders in the past have just ignored this problem and have not done nothing about it. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation stand for? Everything we do is built around attaining a better life for Mississippi farmers and ranchers and all Farm Bureau members. Things like rural broadband and private property rights, funding for roads and bridges, and our Child Saver program. We think these are outstanding causes, and hopefully you do too. Because when Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. The Delta variant is deadly, and if we don't make changes now, we'll be forced to make cruel calculations soon. Mississippi hospitals are overburdened and struggling with capacity. More people will die because they won't have access to care. We must keep our healthcare system from being forced to choose who gets treatment and who doesn't. Please get vaccinated and follow CDC protocols such as masking indoors, even if you are fully vaccinated, and continue social distancing. Do this, and together we help ensure we're able to treat everyone who needs care. A message from the Mississippi State Department of Health. Lawmakers are holding hearings on the possibility of eliminating the state income tax. Speaker Pro Tem Jason White believes Mississippi needs to make a statement. It needs to have enough appeal to it that it makes a headline somewhere, especially as we got testimony from so many guys and girls last week who said other states, especially southern states and red states, are considering these very things that we are. We don't, we certainly don't need to get behind uh, them on this issue. SEC teams can forfeit games this year if they don't have a sufficient number of players. The team who is shorthanded will have to forfeit and take a loss in the SEC standings for regular season games, and the scheduled opponent will be credited with a win. If both teams lack enough players due to COVID-19 or other issues, both will forfeit. If there are extraordinary circumstances, Commissioner Greg Sankey can declare a no contest. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Richard Cross. I'm vaccinated because I want to protect my family. I want our Mississippi businesses to thrive. I want sports with full stadiums, and it's the right thing to do. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, please get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if we get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or by calling 800-232-0233. This message brought to you by Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media. This is Jake Mangum. Some call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves. It takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team. Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, hour two of the program on this hump day. Joining us now in the studio, Jim Beckett, a member of the House of Representatives, Representative Jim Beckett. He represents District 23, Calhoun, Grenada, Lafayette, and Webster counties. Uh, good morning, Representative Beckett. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. So I know you have been uh, presiding over the redistricting hearings in the process as it uh, ensues there down at the state capitol. Uh, first, you've been doing these hearings across the state. I attended the one here in Jackson last week. Right. We had nine hearings across nine. the okay. state. Yeah. yeah. Tried to go to every geographic part of the state so to make it as convenient as possible for people to attend. Mm-hmm. And did uh, so I, having attended the one in Jackson, were the others similar in nature? Similar in nature. Uh, the attendance varied, you know, a good bit from place to place, but uh, topics were basically the same, concerns were basically the same. Yeah. And so, who is there a committee that uh, from the legislature that's right. assigned to this task? There is. Um, there is if, every other census. The House and the Senate alternate who will be chairman of the committee. Okay. So for, of the joint committee. So this year I'm the chairman, and Dean Kirby is the vice chairman on the Senate side. On the Senate side. Yeah. So when we get to doing the House and Senate, Dean will chair the Senate subcommittee, and I'll chair the House subcommittee of that. Before the congressional part, I, I, I'm the chairman, and so that's why I was in charge of the committees. But there are ten members. Ten House members, ten Senate members, and you have your elections chairman and vice chairman and the other people, then you have a geographic balance across the state. Okay. And so that's why you have – maybe you you won't have the ten most senior people or or maybe even the people that some people might 
think we'd be on there, but it's, it's up to the leadership to make those appointments. Uh, in our case, they were made uh, at the same time the other committee appointments were made. I think the Senate delayed that until maybe the end of the session. How does that shake out in terms of Republicans and Democrats, and who kind of determines that mix? Well, the, the leadership determines that mix. It's, it's not required by law, and I think it just happens that in each chamber it's seven Republicans and three Democrats, which pretty much reflects yeah. the membership of the, commi- of the chamber. Of the chamber, yeah, sure, that, that makes sense. Uh, so the the goal, of course, let's talk about the congressional districts first. You share with me off the air. That's that's what you're working on right now. So Mississippi has four House seats, and the goal is to uh, draw those districts such that they uh, encompass a, a certain number of, of population, and that's based on when we take the the overall national census, we've got 435 seats, unless the Congress changes the number of seats. Right now it's 435 in the House. And so we take the population uh, essentially and divide it by 435, and that that then produces the number that has to be in each district. Is that right? Not exactly. They use use the overall population the 435 to determine the allocation per state. Okay. All right. Now, we have four. I got you. So our four have to be exact. And I was going to give you the All right. Level. So it's, it's done at the state level. Right. All right. And then you take the state and divide that into equal parts, right. essentially. Yeah. Okay. We have to have 740,320 people, and there's no tolerance. That's what people uh, – you may have people say, well, why did you split a county or why did you split a precinct? Uh, you have to be exact. Yeah. And if it can't be exact, maybe you know, have to be off one person. You can be off one person, but that's it. It's not not like the state legislative districts where you have a five percent tolerance. There is no tolerance for the congressional. I guess. Yeah, you're right. My apologies. You you first have to determine how many seats each state gets based on their population, uh, as it relates to the entire population in the census. Census, and then the states have to divide that. Right. Yeah. That's all right. correct. So, uh, all right. So, how's that going? Because we had, I believe, Representative Thompson's district lost significant population. Yes, uh, he lost. He lost a great deal of population. Um, I, I think these are, are the numbers we have. Uh, first of all, let me say that uh, August twelfth, we received what should be our final numbers. They're they're not the official okay. numbers. We will will not get them until September thirtieth. So the numbers I'm giving you today are the most current numbers that we have. And uh, Congressman Thompson's district uh, changed. He lost nine nine percent basically wow. around sixty something thousand people. Okay, and um, the. Senator Kelly, I mean Congressman Kelly gained around seventeen, eighteen thousand people. Okay. Congressman Guest gained eleven, twelve thousand, and and Palazzo gained thirty something thousand. Okay. And so everybody gained except Congressman Thompson's district. So that then would indicate that you've got to expand his district somewhat into one or more of the other three, right? Exactly. There's there's not any option but to make his district larger, and the others. Well, you know, you know, four is going to get smaller because four doesn't have any choice but to give the three. It's the only yeah. one it joins. Yeah. So that that's Palazzo's. Yeah. Because, so yeah. so when you then you're looking at District One, which is Kelly, and three, uh, which is Guess. Right. Those are both too large. Either 
either they brought a bokeh of something to, to Thompson or they're going to give to each other and one of them's going to give to him. It, 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 their districts probably will get smaller and his will definitely get larger. Yeah. Geographically larger. Right, yeah. yeah. So uh, that means that you'd have to take, I guess, some sliver along the river. I'm, I'm just thinking out loud <laughs> yeah. here. To, I mean, you know, you, you're you're not faced with you, – you don't have a lot of choices. Yeah. You, 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 I mean, you're either going north, south, or central. Yeah. And you just got to look for the right population mix and, uh, and look at the place that makes the most sense from a standpoint of who you're representing. Right. So what what are the federal requirements that that are somewhat restrictive in in terms of the population mix and so so forth that you have to adhere to? Well, you know, I mean there are, there are all kinds of you, they've got to be contiguous, they've got to be the same. Um, you're looking at being able to elect someone where you don't want to you you don't want to split communities of interest. Yeah, and. And you you want to it's not necessarily a, a racial test, but but you want to be able to elect the candidate of your choice sure. type of deal. Yeah. And um, you know, so I mean, you don't. It's just a lot of different things that you have to look at. That what you what you what has been done in the past, and what you hope to be able to do is to make minimal changes to the map. Yeah. But you're going to have to. You're obviously going to have to change them out. Yeah. Well, and to what extent, uh, Representative Beckett, do outside parties, shall we say, attempt to influence members of this committee in the drawing of these maps? You know, so far that the only contact I've really had from outside parties have been at the hearings. Okay. And and so it really hadn't been. Bad yet, but we're you know we're early in the process. Yeah, and uh, you know our goal is to try to have some type of congressional uh, agreement map. Yeah, whatever at least agreement by the committee uh, by first of December. Okay, so that um, so that it'll be out there um, for the candidates to see, the public to see, but prior to qualifying. Uh, deadline, which I mean, they're they're going to qualify the first of the year, and so our goal is to have this map out there and then um, introduce a bill and a, and a, and pass it early in the session. Okay. So they can use the new districts. You got a lot of work to do. Got a lot of work there. to do. All right. So then let's let's turn our attention to the state districting. What right. is that looking like right now? You know, we're we're basically they've they're asking. Uh, the peer committee is the committee, the state organization, the state committee that helps us with this as far as the technical aspect of drawing the maps yeah. and and, and um, also in helping in making sure that we our plan complies with the law and scoring it and, and looking at it and making sure that it's something that's appropriate. But they really want us to concentrate on this first and maybe draw the legislative plan Starting in January, okay, and and have it ready by the end of the session. I got you. Because we really don't need it until qualifying time the next year. Yeah. So there's not a there's a rush among the members, and there's rush among the public, but but really we don't have any time constraints that we're having to do that. So so hopefully 
um, December, January, we can start actually working on it. All right. We're up against a break right here. I, I wanted to ask you about your thoughts about uh, the possibility of a special session, see what you thought about the tax hearings uh, last week, and also what your legislative goals are in the next session. You hang around for that? Sure. we got Representative right. Jim Beckett uh, in the studio with us. Stay tuned. The JT Show will be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 92. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 70. Thursday, sunny skies, high near 89. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions, high near 87. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleLease didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs, such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleLease are ready. Call PeopleLease today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleLease.com. Get more miles on the road with O'Reilly Auto Parts. A clean fuel system means better gas mileage for your car. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get two bottles of Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner for $8. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. For a clean, lubricated, more fuel-efficient system, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Don't let joint pain or a sports injury keep you down. Capital Ortho is ready with a new look, a new name, and the same great care to get you back in the game. 601-987-8200 for all your bone and joint needs. Choose Capital Ortho and get back to living your best life. Hotty toddy. Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Come on. Come on. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, here's more. 
are back on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. We've got Representative Jim Beckett, represents District 23 in Mississippi, Calhoun, Grenada, Lafayette, and Webster counties. We were just talking about redistricting, but we're going to shift our attention now, Representative Beckett, to the possibility of a special session to hammer out this medical marijuana program. In, in the last couple of weeks, we've had Representative Lee Yancey, who's kind of running point on that. From the House side, yesterday we had Speaker Pro Tem, Jason White, talking about that as well. What are you hearing from your perspective, and do you think we're going to have a special session? Well, Gerard, I, I don't, probably don't hear a whole lot more than the general public, and I, and I definitely don't hear more than you do about it. <laughs> uh, you know, the general consensus is that we're probably going to have a special session. Okay. I, I think that... The House and Senate will reach agreement at some point in time. I, I'm not involved in the negotiations. I'm not on public health, um, and I don't have anything to do. I'm not anything that Senate, that Representative Yancey's doing. Uh, so I have absolutely zero involvement in in that, and don't know anything that anybody else doesn't know except that I do believe that they will reach an agreement. Now, whether it's in time that a special session makes sense to call a special session or if we just wait to January to deal with it. I'm not sure, but personally I would like – I think it would be nice to have a special session and, and deal with that issue Yeah, and not, not have that because we have a lot of other things we're going to have to deal with in in the regular session. And so – but um, as to whether or not we're going to actually have it, I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, both uh, – actually, three members of, on the House side I've had on the last couple of weeks, because uh, Representative Trey Lamar was on as well. Right. I think they're all of the mind that we're going to have a special session. That's yeah. what they would say right now. H- had Trey, had uh, Representative Yancey, and uh, Representative White yesterday. And, and the word is they're pretty close to hammering something out uh, with the Senate. Uh, right. Senator Blackwell on the Senate side running point over there. and. Have a special session and get something done. The governor's made it pretty clear that uh, repeatedly that he's not going to call a special session unless, in counting the votes, the votes are there for something that can pass and something that he can sign off on. Right. And it seems like where we are. Yeah. It, I'm just, you know, I mean, he'll have to call it. Yeah. And what satisfies him, you know, I, I don't know. But we have we have not met as a group to look at the plan. That, that they're working on. Um, hopefully we'll be able to do that. and They'll reach an agreement and we'll look at it and yeah. we'll go from there. Yeah. Do you have a, a position personally? How did you, what did you feel about it? I, I, I really don't. I, I do think we should, we should deal with it. Okay. And, um, and so I, I think that's uh, – I would like to see us yeah. have a special session. I know you've been busy with the redistricting process, but last week as well, hearings for a couple of days on potential tax reform. Right. And uh, and that the committee forum there, Senator Harkins, I think, uh, put that that on and, and called for that. He made that clear back in the special session when the bill passed the House, got transferred over to the Senate, and the Senate wasn't really – at that point, prepared to take it up and sign off on it, and he said, "Let's let's look at this closely." And so he's he's kept good on his word there. Had right. hearings last week, and Speaker of the House Gun, Lieutenant Governor uh, Delbert Hoseman, and also Trey, Representative Trey Lamar on the House side presided over that committee. Exactly. Yeah, I'm 
Once again, I, I'm I'm not on that committee. I guess they felt like I had plenty to do. Sound like you do. <laughs> and uh, mostly, I think you know, had a lot of Ways and Means members, and I'm on appropriations, so uh, I do know there were a few people in appropriations involved. But you know, I'm a hundred percent for elimination of the income tax. Yeah, that's just uh, to me. I mean, any objections that have been raised, uh, I think you can. I mean, either either just I just don't agree with them, yeah. or, or maybe you know, maybe we can work to solve what what problems are out there. I'm yeah. I'm not married to what the House did last time. Matter of fact, even there's been some discussions about some things that that need to be changed in the House plan. I'm all, I'm all for that. I just yeah. I just won't. I just really believe that it's something that we need to do for the future of our state. Yeah, uh, we've talked a lot about brain drain. We talked about, a lot about being last in this and last in that. Um, all the things that we've discussed just kind of chip away at the edges. This is the only thing that we've ever talked about doing that I think has a chance of making a difference. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'm glad to hear you say that. I agree. And I should also point out that the Speaker uh, shares your your sentiments that he he's open to adjustments as well. Yeah, I think he he and uh, uh, Representative Lamar and, and and Speaker Pro Tem Jason White that have kind of been spearheading this thing. They they all have expressed that that same position that if there's some things we need to do to adjust, let's let's get in a room, figure it out, and make it happen. Right. I I think the probably the only I guess the only requirement in my mind, and 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 I don't I don't know if that's the right way of putting it, but I want us to when we pass something, to pass the, the elimination of the income tax. Yeah. I don't I don't, I'm not hung up on whether that's ten years or eleven years or twelve years. You know we can we can talk about that. We can massage that a little bit. Yeah. But I just I don't want us to do it in steps where that. Three years from now, we have to come back and vote again. Take the next step. Yeah, I want right now us to have a plan. Got you. And and do it. I, I agree. That was kind of my parting words: that is, let's do something big, bold, and transformational, and not just kind of do something token. You right. know, and say, hey, we cut taxes. I don't. I don't think that moves the needle. Uh, personally, all right. What about the 22 session? Not far off, and I, I know you're hunkered down with this redistricting process. What are your legislative priorities, or what are you hearing from your chamber, the Senate chamber, et cetera? Well, you know, I, I, obviously, for for me personally, it's going to be the redistricting. Okay. Uh, that's that is where a huge amount of my focus is going to be. Uh, at the same time, um, I do the appropriations for the for IHL yeah. and, and Med Center, so. Uh, we're going to be looking at, at any of this federal CARES money that could possibly be used to help them uh, in in their mission of providing relief or a recovery yeah. from the from from this from this pandemic. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. Then obviously we're going to have the the issue of how to deal with the budget increase. Uh, and you know how much of it's going to be uh, reoccurring, determined to be reoccurring revenue, and how much of, how much is going to be one-time expenditures, and trying to allocate that according to what they determined that it's going to be, you yeah. know. And um, 
and I don't mean spending the money just for the sake of spending the money, but uh, you've been in business and you, and you know that you can only defer maintenance so long. Sure. And all across IHL, they have been deferring maintenance, and it costs money to defer maintenance. Yeah. It costs for a lot of reasons. One, you do you're doing uh, increasing your damages. If you don't fix the roof, then you got all kind of other problems, and it just costs more to repair that the longer you wait. So, you know, my hope is that we'll have an opportunity to maybe use some of this as one-time money to fix one-time problems. Yeah. But uh, so those are really the things that, that I'll be working on the most uh, is is our budget concerns, um, then how how to spend how to spend this federal money. And then drawing our districts. Another one point eight billion yeah. uh, headed our way at the state level. Yes, we right. had a one billion dollar surplus last year, most of which was driven by uh, federal money that right. was kind of dropped on the states. We had another one point eight billion coming our way as well. Uh, you know, you don't have to comment on this, but uh, personally, I'd like to see if it would fit within the uh, the parameters of. Of that money coming from the federal government, a rebate out to the people. I don't know if that's possible or not, but I'd love to see checks flow out to the yeah. taxpayers, the people who actually paid that money to start with. Well, of the, of the $1.8 billion, I doubt if that's possible. Yeah. Of the state money, you yeah. know, yeah, it might be possible, but uh, I, think the, I think the main thing is <laughs> that we need to be really careful about uh, increasing our, re- our reoccurring expenditures. Um, Based on that chunk money. of money, yeah, I agree. That that and that's just a uh, really just a financial planning concept you got to be aware of. You're and you're smart for doing so. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on today, Representative Beckett. Enjoyed it. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. Stay tuned with us on the JT Show. We got a more talk, and don't forget Mississippi Outdoors Radio at twelve oh five. We'll be right back. Time for the kids to head back to school to learn their ABCs and 123s. At Monsto Jackson, we're teaching you the 123s of car buying. One, buy from a dealer you can trust. Two, look for the best selection. Three, get the absolute best deals like these at Monsto Jackson. Now get 0% financing on every new Monsto in stock. That's right, 0% financing, which will save you thousands in interest charges. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Monsto purchase. Bad credit, no credit, it doesn't matter. Our credit specialists work hard to get you a No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a new vehicle from us. And as always, buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. School is in session. So get to Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. With approved credit on select models, see dealer for details. According to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. So, 82% of you listening will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. 
82% of you will note that if you're hiring, ZipRecruiter finds qualified people for your job. In fact, 4 out of 5 employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And 82% of you will remember that you can try ZipRecruiter for free. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Yes, free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. Less England for Clark's Construction. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing, and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Call 601-214-9463. Clark's Construction, a company you can trust. Gallo here with a word for business owners about direct primary care from TrustCare, Mississippi's walk-in health clinic leader. Direct primary care reduces your health care costs for employees by 40%, and they get fast, anytime access to their primary care doctor without copays, deductibles, or unexpected medical bills, all for under $70 per month. Give it a shot. Call 601-707-3370 or visit TrustCareHealth.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There's heavy traffic along the interstates like I-55 in Lincoln and Pike counties, as well as I-10 as evacuees try to make their way back to their homes. Will Nunley with Fox has this report from South Mississippi. The desperation is growing for fuel and for power. Lines are long at gas stations, not only on the Louisiana side, but here on the Mississippi side as well, because so many are having to leave the immediate area to try to find fuel. This is needed not only for personal vehicles, but also to fuel search and rescue efforts and uh, repair and recovery efforts as well. Moss Point Mayor Billy Knight took to social media to share his frustration when heavy rains from Ida caused flooding issues. I will not continue to kick this down the road for somebody else to take care of, or just don't pay attention to it at all, because that's what has happened in many of our cases. Our leaders in the past have just ignored this problem and have not done nothing about it. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Rebecca Turner. I'm vaccinated because I want to set a great example for my children and also keep them safe. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if you get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov. This message is brought to you by Supertalk Mississippi Media. 
Most people think there are just seven wonders of the modern world. But if you wake up with Super Talk, you know there are eight. The amount of information and entertainment Paul Gallo fits into one three-hour show is simply astounding. astounding. Amazing it is. News, weather, sports, and interviews with the movers, shakers, and playmakers. Experience the wonder of Gallo. Every morning on Super Talk Mississippi. It's so awesome! You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Come on! Let's get on with the show! Yay. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Don't forget we got Mississippi Outdoors Radio coming up at 12.05 today. Shifted that over from Monday due to the weather going through. And Sports Talk, right? At Golden Moon today. They'll be at the Sports Book at the Pearl River Casino just ahead of the return of college football across the country. That sports book area, that's pretty cool. It's it's a pretty neat deal. I like that. So grab a snack, place a wager for your favorite team, and download the Pearl River Resort Sportsbook app. That's Sports Talk Mississippi at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort's Golden Moon Sports Lounge today. And I'm going to be up in West Point, Mississippi, at Mossy Oak. That'll be for the 43rd annual Prairie Arts Festival. Look forward to seeing you there for fun food and prizes. Sponsored by the Growth Alliance, Mossy Oak Properties, and Biologic. Ought to be a cool deal. Got to get up early. Get up there. And then I'm off on Friday. Take it off. And uh, headed out on a little golf junket with my son. Looking forward to that. So on the C Spire text line... Paula Meridian says, let's just swing that money over to eliminating the state income tax. And it's there are restrictions, unfortunately, on the use of that money. And, and also keep in mind, Paul, that it, that's one-time money. That's exactly what the representative was talking about, is one-time money to offset, in this case, re- recurring reduction of revenue. And that's, that's a, a very dangerous financial elixir shall we say. You gotta be careful with that. But I, I'm certainly for a one time rebate. I have expressed my support for that. Hasn't got a lot of traction thus far. It's kind of a tough deal. I think a lot of people down there at the Capitol have plans already in place to to get that money out and spend it. And what's the old saying about counting chickens before they're hatched? <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely not doing that in this case. Um, on the ceasefire text line, give taxes back to the taxpayers? Not possible. Fill government workers and political class pockets with taxpayers' money? Emoji of hmm. No expense spared to build a Rube Goldberg political machine to accomplish the task. That text, Rhino, gets the prize for the most 
emojis in a single text? Would you agree? <laughs> so know. far. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Why is it so urgent to have a special session on marijuana? The legislature never wanted to touch this issue. Now it's a crisis. I don't see spending taxpayers' money, let them deal with it in January, instead of recognizing this and resoluting that. Well, one thing to keep in mind is, is that the taxpayers, uh, should say the voters, overwhelmingly voted to support a program. And by getting something passed into law, uh, you, you go ahead and get the wheels turning to stand up the program, and keep in mind that gets a head start on producing revenue for the state, which would way more than offset, just that in terms of the time between a special session now and getting it passed in January, that amount of revenue in, say, that four-month period of time, if they could go ahead and get a head start on it, would more than offset the cost associated with the one or two days. I mean, you could do it one day, theoretically, which is not a whole lot of money. So it's a timing thing more than anything else. But I hear you. Uh, in terms of the sense of urgency, I'm just simply responding to the financial and the economic aspect of it. If you got a, if you got four months uh, additional of, of the program being in place, generating revenue for the state, that more by, by having a special session, that just more than offsets the the uh, rather nominal costs associated with having the special session. You know, talking about this Afghanistan thing. The president, it still seems, in his in his uh, inner circle, Secretary of State, etc., they seem to be relying quite heavily on the cooperation of the Taliban in helping us get the remaining Americans out, keeping some degree of peace in the region, but more importantly, not allowing the nation to become a safe haven for terrorists, because you know they're chomping at the bit to get get cranking, get organized, and start plotting, God forbid, their next 9-11. It just feels like that's what's likely to happen. It, uh, it has also been revealed that, and this hasn't gotten a lot of traction in the news yet, but I think it will over the next 24 hours. The president yesterday once again doubled down, and so has General Milley, the Secretary of State. There just wasn't any way for them to know that the Taliban, excuse me, the Afghan forces, the army of the nation, was just going to fall apart as uh, as soon as the, the exit began and the announcement thereof. Um, it's just hard for me to believe that they didn't know that. But there's some documents that, some transcripts, that have uh, been uncovered that suggest that calls between Biden and President Afghan President Ghani just before he fled, he was trying to persuade the president of Afghanistan, the president of the United States, was trying to persuade the president of Afghanistan to create a perception that the Taliban wasn't winning, whether it's true or not. Now, if that's the case, and this is getting some traction now in, in some mainstream 
more reputable media. At first, I kind of dismissed it, but I think you're going to see more reports about this, more of, of um, analysis of this transcript, of this discussion between President Biden and President Ghani of Afghanistan. And if, if that's the case, that's bad, in my view. This was apparently the last call he had with Ashraf Ghani, he being President Biden. Said they needed to change the perceptions of the Taliban's rapid advance. Whether it is true or not, that's according to the excerpts that were revealed and published yesterday. The assumption was that more, this is, this is the assumption that our government had, was that more than 300,000 uh, security forces of Afghanistan had been trained by us, equipped, and they were ready to stand and, and take over the nation. That obviously didn't happen. And President Ghani, he bolted with a bunch of money. And he's out of the country somewhere. I can't remember where they took him exactly, but he's gone. And just, <laughs> he wasn't exactly the captain of the Titanic. He stayed with the ship, not whatsoever. He got out of Dodge, as they say. Kind of Apparently he is in the United Arab Emirates. That's right, UAE. Exactly. I remember that. The now. home country of Dubai. Yeah. That is very disturbing, in my view. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, Thomas weighs in on the flag. Did changing the flag to appease the SEC warrant a special session? Why didn't we change it with any of the 100 bills from the previous 20 years? You know, there's lots of analysis and opinion on that. I personally don't think it had anything to do with the SEC. I think it was uh, just a point in time in the nation, in our society, where a lot of folks who felt like who always supported changing the flag, felt like this was the time to act, and people that were on the fence were getting off the fence and getting into the camp of, yeah, I support change. That's what I think happened. Malcolm from Tishomingo says, legislators have never gotten a head start on anything. <laughs> Here's a good point from the 601 on the ceasefire text line. Even if they didn't know, talking about the administration and senior military leadership, even if they didn't know, why didn't you extend the deadline? Yeah, it's a great question, and I, I agree. Because it was an arbitrary deadline. Totally arbitrary. Totally agree. And it's I, the spin is making me sick. I just watching him yesterday try to spin it, and it's that lecturing. You just don't understand. That's what. I, that's kind of what I got out of that. You just you couldn't possibly know what we know, and you just got to accept it at face value, and then. You know, you hear from military experts who analyze the speech, and I put more stock in what they say, and I don't mean the present woke crop of military brass. I mean ex-warriors that I trust more, and they analyze, and they pick it apart, and it just doesn't add up to the same. Something just ain't right. I got a question from Ben and Madison about my attire. I'm going to talk about that when we come back. And then Mississippi Outdoors Radio, stay with us.
Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Beef herd liquidation is projected to continue into 2022, possibly even 2023, depending on the large degree on continued drought conditions across key parts of Northern Plains and the West. The U.S. beef herd continues to contract with the largest numbers suggesting that the bottom may come sometime in 2022 or 2023. USDA's mid-year estimates showed inventory with the largest mid-year decrease since 2012, down some 1.3% compared to July 2020. University of Kentucky Livestock Marketing Specialist Kenny Burdine believes Drought conditions in the West and Northern Plains played a big part in that estimate. Berdeen says that when looking to future herd size, keep your eyes on beef cow numbers. They are the key. Beef cow numbers are down about 2% from last year. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. What is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation's Child Saver Program? Well, sadly, car accidents are the leading cause of death for children under five. Mississippi law requires children under the age of four to be protected by child passenger restraint devices and children under the age of seven in a booster seat. With the Child Saver Program, Farm Bureau provides members the chance to order car and booster seats at a discount. Because when Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. 
This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. They always say what they want. They're open about their opinions. They're not afraid to say what they feel. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Yeah, Fran Texan said, we're not supposed to know what our leaders know about the military strategic situation, but the president isn't supposed to tell us that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, his... his addresses are kind of uh, kind of sprinkle some of that information in there and I totally agree uh, this military strategy is for the military and, and a lot of that is not for public consumption that obviously would divulge details frequently and uh, to the enemy and you don't want why do they that. sent Geraldo home from Iraq exactly right yeah and drawing a map in the sand here we are That's and here's correct. where we're headed and they're over here and Drop your bombs here, right? What the heck are you doing? Yeah, totally agree. Uh, they all need to resign. This is from Bo in Indianola. Just for letting Taliban hold security, get everything else he has lied about his actions of letting Taliban take security. Our servicemen were killed as a result. Yeah, I think what Bo is saying there is that we were relying on people that basically want to wipe us off the face of the planet to provide security, uh, certainly to the airport, and then to a great extent at the airport, which I think all goes back to why did we close the airbase and rely on the the commercial airport for uh, extraction and evacuation. That just didn't make any sense to me. He just seems to be indifferent, won't offer any really cogent explanation for that. And now that that's done, I don't know that that would be divulging any military strategy that would pose a risk to us in divulging so, disclosing that information. But you're going to see, you've got to believe, just a, a uh, large swath of investigations. And there should be. I think the people need to know. The Gold Star families of these fallen soldiers is uh, these members of the service, they are not too happy with this. There's been some extremely strong response, including one uh, from a mother who took exception to the fact that it appeared that when he she was talking to him directly about the loss of her son, he, that the president just seemed to not care. Rolled his eyes, what she said as if she was being a bother. That's what she said now. We do know that he not only checked his watch one time, apparently during the dignified transfer of the bodies draped in the American flag in the caskets, 
at Dover Air Force Base that he checked his watch multiple times. What's up with that? Good grief. I just, I don't know, that's nauseating in my view. But we're going to pivot now to domestic policy, guarantee you. In my view, the Congress should be convened and they should be expending all of their resources, all of their brain power, whatever is required to focus on getting the remaining Americans out of the country. I just don't think they are. They say they are. It's enduring, and they're committed to it. And heard um, Pentagon spokesperson, Secretary of State, they're, they're all saying that. But I think at this point, Americans say, I don't just don't believe you anymore. He also said there's no way we're going to have a Saigon a week before we did, right? And that we would stay and be there until the last American is out, is evacuated, and that he had full confidence that the president of Afghanistan and the, and the Afghan military was going to, we're just going to pass over the reins and everything would just continue on and no problem. None of that materialized. Zero. He got so much of it wrong that I don't think anybody believes anything the guy says. And that's why. Because, because you failed to honor those commitments and much of what you told the nation did not come to fruition as you informed us. And we rely on the president to inform. Oh, gosh. I did say, I uh, did promise I had a question about my attire. I assume that person, uh, Ben, is, is watching. Appreciate that, Ben. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a, um, it's a weakness on my part. I do have an affinity for clothes. I grew up in a, in a clothing household. My father was a clothing rep, a one-time haberdasher. So, so you'll know, uh, Ben, I like uh, Xenia clothes. I like uh, Brioni when I can afford it. I like uh, Stefano Ricci shirts and ties, Charvet ties. For my golf attire, I like Peter Millar. I also like Emporio Armani. I shop kind of all over the country, Neiman Marcus, Bergdorf Goodman, Saks, Clotherie out in Phoenix is another favorite place. Rubenstein Brothers in New Orleans, and then here locally, my friends at the Rogue is where I shop mostly. Um, anyhow, just you're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. Members of the Taliban show off weapons and armored vehicles left behind by American and Afghan troops at a parade in Kandahar, Afghanistan. But the country's new rulers have a food shortage to deal with. The United Nations is sounding the alarm about pending food shortages in Afghanistan as the airport remains closed and prices of essential goods soar. Long lines have been forming at banks. Afghans who were not able to get out before air evacuation stopped are heading to land borders in the hopes of finding refuge abroad. Fox's Amy Kellogg. There's some progress reported in the fight against a wildfire threatening communities on Lake Tahoe on the California-Nevada border. Todd Johnson's among thousands of people who've left or who are getting ready to leave. I'm just trying to pick up a few things that I don't really cherish, but um, and that's it. So I promised my kid I'd be out of here as soon as I saw the, any flames anywhere. America's listening to Fox News. 
As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Two people were killed when a section of Highway 26 in George County collapsed Monday night, leaving a 50-foot-wide ravine where the road was supposed to be. Seven cars total drove into the chasm. Human chains had to be formed to get the survivors back out. Brad White with MDOT says they'll eventually issue an emergency contract to fix the road. The MDOT crews were gathering survey data yesterday, Mm -hmm. uh, pulling all of that together. We've got teams down there today that are going to be gathering hydraulic and geotechnical data and information. The deaths of Jerry Lee of Loosedale and Kent Brown of Leakesville are heartbreaking. First responders are stunned the death toll wasn't higher. The heat index could get up to 110 degrees in parts of Mississippi today, mostly along and west of I-55. Elsewhere, the heat indices of 100 degrees or higher remain possible. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. The Delta variant is deadly, and if we don't make changes now, we'll be forced to make cruel calculations soon. Mississippi hospitals are overburdened and struggling with capacity. More people will die because they won't have access to care. We must keep our healthcare system from being forced to choose who gets treatment and who doesn't. Please get vaccinated and follow CDC protocols such as masking indoors, even if you are fully vaccinated, and continue social distancing. Do this, and together we help ensure we're able to treat everyone who needs care. A message from the Mississippi State Department of Health. At Ida's peak, over 100,000 power outages were reported across Mississippi. Governor Tay Reeves says we're down to about 37,000, mainly in Pike, Walthall, Wilkinson, and Amite counties. And given the heat advisories that we're having and the 100-degree-plus temperatures, uh, getting power back to the homes where air conditioners can get back on is certainly very, very important. Waveland was ground zero when Hurricane Katrina roared ashore 16 years ago. Mayor Mike Smith was the assistant fire chief at the time. Uh, all of our, our municipal buildings were lost during Katrina, uh, and they were well-built, sturdy buildings too, but uh, built out of wood and, and not built to hurricane standards. But all of our buildings now uh, barely get any damage from the storm that we've had since Katrina. He lost contact with Grand Isles Mayor as Ida's eyewall came ashore. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats, slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call Seaspire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Seaspire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. You're listening to Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show with guest host Gerard Gibbert. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show is presented by the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. The Foundation supports projects associated with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks to protect and preserve Mississippi's wonderful wildlife heritage for generations to come. Good afternoon and welcome everyone to Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Move the show around from Monday to Wednesday of this week. In the studio, the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks panel, Adam Butler, wildlife biologist, Scott Baker, migratory bird biologist, and Scooter Watley in Mississippi Outdoors Television. So, everybody all right after the hurricane? I think we all we, we dodged a bullet. Yeah. For the most part, I, maybe, maybe I'm sure there's there's some folks in the southwest part of the state took some damage, but I, all in all, not not as bad as it could have been. Yeah, certainly. the counties along the uh, in the southwest along the Louisiana border seem to be the ones that were most impacted. Right, uh, Pike County, I think Walthall County, et cetera. It's going to have us a little off today, you know, thinking it's Monday. We got to move, move the show so that, we, know. you know, for hurricane coverage purposes. And now it's going to—it's a Wednesday that's going to feel like a Monday. But I had another <clears throat> wildlife encounter. Uh-oh. It's actually my wife. Uh, so after the storm came through, she was out tending to her bird feeders in the uh, perimeter at my house and noticed a baby squirrel that was on the ground. Hmm. And so. Looked around, couldn't find a nest or anything, and and uh, it was of course yapping, probably for mm-hmm. his mama. Eyes not open yet, and so uh, she yeah. scooped it up, put it in a blanket, and, and took it to uh, one of the vets that uh, apparently provides rehab locally. Yeah, there, there's several of those around the state that do rehabilitation stuff. And of course, we get a lot of those calls at our office, yeah. and, and usually direct it that way. So. I figure that. So <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff coming out of the storm. Yeah. And all. Yeah, I imagine the wind blew pretty hard even around yeah. here. You know, one of the wild, the crazy wildlife things about hurricanes and tropical storms and stuff is that we end up oftentimes with a lot of birds from the Caribbean that get blown up here. So, okay. like for a lot, a lot of bird watchers in the state um, that are real serious, you yeah. know, a, a hurricane or a tropical storm or something like that is a, is a reason to be excited because they can see a lot of bird species that you might not normally get to see that that, that sort of get sucked up into the I hurricane about from. That. 
yeah, down there in the islands and then blown up here and, you know, not not species that would normally be here. So you hear of a, a couple of those scattered around. Well, what about fish? Because Rhino shared with us that the winds were so powerful it was blowing the water upstream in the Mississippi at the mouth mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I'm sure that... How does that affect? I'm sure it does down, down that far, you know, when you get salt water and fresh water mixing, it probably does change that up. I'm not quite as familiar with that, but... Yeah. I do know. I, I do know. Like the, like I said, the real serious. I, I actually had a professor in college. Uh, was in the wildlife department at Mississippi State, and he was a big time bird watcher. And he would he would literally like all the other vehicles are going north to get away from the hurricane. He'd be headed south because he wanted to be there when the, all these you know rare birds from the Caribbean get blown up. And wanted to Law see law enforcement's nice nightmare, <laughs> nightmare, right? Emergency yeah. folks, right? Right. Talking about the fish, you know, one impact that can occur with uh, fisheries is a lot of times when trees lose their green leaves during a hurricane and yeah. fall into a body of water, yeah, and take the oxygen out when they start decaying and taking oxygen out, you can have fish kills. You know, okay. sometimes that can be a, a pretty serious problem. Makes sense. Hadn't, hadn't thought about that. Yeah. All right, so just a couple of weeks ago, we opened up gator season, mm-hmm. right? Now it's dove season coming yeah, up. Yeah, so it's, man, it's happening. You know, dove's kind of like the, the, the kickoff to fall, and, you know, going to have dove season and college football and all the stuff we normally associate with the fall. It's, it's upon us. Uh, gator season's still going, though. You know, we've got... Uh, what, another almost week or so. I think gator, public water gator season goes until September the 6th at okay. noon. Got to stop at noon. Um, so you got, you know, not quite a week left there. And then uh, for those who have private water tags, um, they go through September the 20th. Okay. So still got a couple more weeks there. And I have not really heard. I should have talked with Ricky Flint before we came. I've not really heard have there been any record gators taken or anything. Um, I know. I know a lot of the a lot of the gator hunters' time probably got kind of cut short due to the storm, so haven't had quite the opportunity they might would have had otherwise. But I haven't really heard if there's been any. I, I have records taken. I, I heard a little bit in the office a while ago that it sounded like the, the maybe the numbers harvested is on par for what it has been in prior years. Uh, but as far as records said, I hadn't heard of any either. Yeah, we'll have to do a. Um, after next week, when when the gator closes, so, we'll have to do alligator wrap up or something. Absolutely, I'm sure there'll be some some stories to be told and and stuff like that to share. Well, right. we, we filmed two shows already, alligator season, and we didn't have a whole lot of luck. Uh, numbers were down as far as what we did, so we're going to take on a, a private lands gator hunt yeah. later on yeah. and try to finish it up. Hmm. So. Well. Uh, but apparently, according to what we heard on the show a couple of weeks ago, before this, we need to harvest some gators. Is that right? right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean that you know that's the good thing about the way we've implemented the alligator season, kind of slowly and conservative over time. You know, is is that that it's it's allowing us to take advantage of a, of a resource that's renewable. You know, and, yeah. and um, you know we do have uh, nuisance gator complaints and stuff occasionally, and we've got avenues to take care of those. But it's certainly a resource that's out there that we can take advantage of, and it's become a really big thing here in the state. All right. What about uh, the dove seasons? How is that figured out with respect to dove season upon us here in a few days? Right. So um, dove being a, a migratory bird. Um, their regulation sort of at, at at the base level falls to the feds to the to the US Fish and Wildlife Service and so they set like with with waterfowl and geese and all the other migratory species they set sort of the frameworks under which the state can can select yeah. um and so this year we're starting September the 4th so that's this Saturday uh we can't start dove season prior to September the 1st 
that's a federal law so we can't go any earlier than that um uh, so you know generally we're going to try to start the season on the on the saturday or occasionally we've done it on a on labor day day itself but you know given given that um dove season is such a tradition and and there's just a lot of a lot of fanfare around it you know a lot of people have big cookout and get togethers and just sort of that time to you know hunting clubs get back together and just you know the the whole outdoor culture of our state sort of renews itself with dove season so we always try to keep it on that labor day weekend so uh this year there's been a little bit of confusion early on um there was some discussion amongst our commission about uh opening the season uh at noon yeah and uh so that that got talked about but it never actually went into law so we've had a lot of calls at the office uh over the last couple of weeks about what time does the season open so it's it's the normal opener starts 30 minutes before sunrise so you can have morning hunt and all of that so that's no different than you know what we normally have all right so in terms of the uh, sequence of the seasons is dove then what before turkey i mean before deer is there anything in there yeah, I don't know why I you said turkey. I was yeah, you have. About that. A, well, I appreciate that. I always think about the turkey. Um, Canada geese and teal mm-hmm. will we'll open up in the month of September before archery season opens up most of statewide October the first. Right. So you got you know deer, deer archery's coming, and then um, squirrel and rabbit, a lot of the small game yeah. stuff, and then you you know then then when we get into November, everything just snowballs and we're wide open. That's but, when the woods are full of hunters. Right. 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 But this month, you, you know. Scott's right. This month, um, the resident Canada goose season uh, opens, and then also uh, teal, which teal are a duck. They're a small, small species of duck that migrates a little bit earlier than the than the rest. And you know, they I forget the exact date here. What's the eleventh? I think eleventh. I believe. Um, so that's coming up pretty quick. And you know, that's something that it seems like it's gained in popularity a lot over the last. 10, 15 years or so. Yeah. Uh, so. How, what about hunters' education? Always got to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, you know, we had uh, we had the hunters' ed folks in here a few weeks ago talking about that. Um, that's wide open right now. This is the time of year where that most people are are looking into that for for youth and um, so. Right now, we're still taking uh, registration online for in-person Hunter's Ed. So we're back, you know, because of COVID, we had to quit that for a little bit, but that's back uh, going the way it used to be. So if you want to register a, a, a child or an adult, you know, there's, there are adults who do need Hunter's Ed, particularly if you're going to go to a, another state to hunt, you know, always check on that kind of thing. But um, registration for those is open right now, uh, and but we're still offering the, the full online course too so you got several different avenues if you need to get somebody hunter ed certified how do you register uh check our website out um it's on there uh i think we've got the link posted on social media and stuff like uh, stuff like that right now so there's a lot of different is that in person or online yeah yeah that's what i say we um when when you know back a year ago during covid we had to sort of suspend some of the in-person classes but they're back now okay and there's a lot of you know i mean we do offer the online version but there's a lot of benefit to to doing it in person you know you can ask questions and get a you know a a more rich in-depth experience who who are the instructors that lead the class a lot of different people In in a lot of cases uh those may be our conservation officers in the field will lead some classes but we also have a lot of uh volunteers that are certified to teach hunters ed uh across the state who you know feel that that's that's a way to kind of give back to 
to conservation and hunting and the traditions we have. So it's, it's a little bit of both. Gotcha. All right, we'll step aside for a break right here on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. When we return, we'll talk about whether or not the weather affected the dove fields and more about dove hunting. Stay with us. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 92. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 70. Thursday, sunny skies, high near 89. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions, high near 87. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. This is a whole new me, almost. And of course, I just started bawling, and then I looked around, and they had tears. And then the whole, it seemed like the whole office came in and, and looked, but it was just a feeling like I have never felt before. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pilium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pilium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. The Waterford and Ridgeland understands that during this pandemic, choosing the right retirement community is more important than ever. Not only do our residents enjoy exceptional services, but also the peace of mind that comes from knowing their health and safety are our number one priority. With safety in mind, our families are able to engage with loved ones during this pandemic, not disconnect. The Waterford offers spacious studios, one and two bedroom apartments. Come see why more people are making the safe step to retirement living at the Waterford today. Call us at 601-856-6130. Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell him. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. 
text the JT Show, 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Now, here's more with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Shifted over to Wednesday from Monday, given the storm moving through. So we got lots of, of members of our audience texting in, talking about seeing seagulls. So you were just talking about in the last segment, Adam, how the storm seems to push those birds. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't really know how it works. I don't know if like if if they just get caught up in the bands and it just blows them, or if they get actually sucked up in the eye wall itself and can't get out. But you, yeah, you see that every time you get one of these kind of storms, you're going to end up with some, some some Gulf birds or some Caribbean birds are going to end up blown up here in the state somehow. So, yeah. Also, David in Indianola, a regular listener, says thanks to the MDWFP search and rescue teams that went to the coast to assist with rescuing and helping the ones stranded from those folks stranded Absolutely. from the hurricane. Yeah, uh, had the captain on earlier in the week and gave a report on that. He was on the ground. They were orchestrating yeah. the teams out there, so had mobilized uh, all their resources yeah. to go help yeah. out. That, our our uh, special response team has some great capabilities to be able to respond to those kind of things. So. Honestly, I'd never even thought about it, and, yep. and so glad to know about that, so grateful for what they do. So Chris and Summit says, went out to the Dove Field Tuesday to see seagulls. Do they count on your limit? <laughs> uh, no, sir. Probably need to leave the seagulls alone. Protected. Yeah. Here's another one. Seagulls in northeast Madison County, not yep. far from where we are here. So, and Vicki in Clarksdale reported that she has uh, observed 10-foot gators up around Rena Laura in uh, the Clarksdale in the Delta area. Does that sound right? Ten foot gators? They up get there? a little bigger. Than oh, that. yeah. Wow. That is yeah. incredible. All right. So, this being the first of the month means it's goose hunting season, right? Yeah, that's right. Can the goose season open this morning, 30 minutes prior to sunrise? And I'm sure there are some hunters across the state, uh, probably laid in the harvested cornfield or maybe on a golf course somewhere, <laughs> um, hunting some Canada <laughs> geese. But yeah, did it. Get started this morning and run the, the entire month of September. And what hunters will need to Canada goose hunt will be the state and federal waterfowl stamp at a minimum, small game hunting license, a shotgun that's capable of not holding more than three shells, um, hip stamp, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to, and, and non toxic shot. Mm-hmm. And that's going to cover that for, for Canada goose hunting. And good opportunity to get out and take advantage of. You know, you actually get a few days in ahead of morning dove season. Yeah. And, you know, what hunters got to be careful about, though, when they go on the field this weekend dove hunting, there's always seems like there's going to be some fields across the state, some geese fly over. And if those hunters on that dove field or have the toxic shot, lead shot in their possession and don't have the, the, the state and federal waterfowl stamps and shoot at those geese, They'll be violating the law, so uh, they, they need to practice some restraint unless they have all of that on them, and only non-toxic shot when they're hunting. But I know it's tempting. I've been there before. I mm-hmm. uh, know what it's like when you see you think of a, a, a bonus bird flying over, but they want to make sure they they got the 
everything in and those, order. Those resident Canada geese populations, they've just blown up in they, the state over the last 20 years or so. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. They, they're they they're, they're growing up. You know, there were a few around on, like, you know, some of your bigger reservoirs and stuff like that, but they weren't nearly as widespread as they are today. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know if you can go anywhere in the state that doesn't have a small pond or lake and don't have Canada geese visiting yeah. them at some point in time. Yeah. Scott, we had that happen to us on one of our WMA dove hunts a couple of years ago and a lot of youth around, and they... You know, Three or four just flew over really low, and everybody just holding their breath like, "Is somebody going to do this?" But they didn't. They they kept right on. But we don't. We we and you said they're nervous. flying really low. It'll fool you though. They're big. You think they're low, but they're not that low. They're just that big. You know. That's right. So that begs the question: Then what constitutes a a dove field? I guess a legal dove field. Well, you know, dove fields, uh, a properly prepared dove field would have been started back in April, May, June with a, a crop being planted. Uh, you know, and then when you plant that crop, you can manipulate it in a lot of different ways and, and be able to dove hunt it uh, this coming weekend or later in the season. I know we get to questions quite frequently um, about people hunting over wheat and, you know, can wheat be put out for doves, and the, the short answer to that is, is no, it can't. But if you were planting wheat for a normal agriculture practice, like for a food plot, soil erosion, um, cover crop, something like that, yeah. and doves are attracted to it and that wheat was put out at a proper rate, evenly spread across the field, then you could dove hunt over it at that point in time. Yeah. Well, uh, a, a lot of people have questions about that. And also, they need they also want to know what do they need to be prepared for dove hunting. I mean, what are the typical assets and and resources one needs to be ready to go? Dove hunting is probably one of the easiest sports to, to get in hunting. And small game hunting license is all that's required. You need to get the hip stamp or the the hip permit that comes with it. No additional cost when you do that. But other than having a, a shotgun that's not capable of holding more than three shells. Um, any type of shot is fair as far as lead or a non-toxic shot. You know, a, a five-gallon bucket to sit on doesn't take fancy camouflage, even though a lot of us do. It's a, it's a very easy sport to get into hunt, and the, the legalities of it's pretty simple. But, you know, we talk about the, the fields. It is up to the hunters to, to know if the field's baited. they got to look, ask the landowner, have a little bit of knowledge about it. So they do need to know uh, what occurred on that field for them uh, to be to be a legal field for them to hunt on. They don't want to be surprised. None of us like surprises. And they just need to look, walk around, ask the farmer or landowner they're hunting with how it was prepared. Yeah. And th that way they've covered their bases and try to do everything they can on the front end not to be surprised later in the hunt. And what what do they need and uh, what's typical in terms of weapons that they use to hunt? Most time it's going to be a shotgun, uh, you know, or it is going to be a shotgun. Yeah. Most often times, the twelve gauge or twenty gauge are going to be the most popular, you know, gauges that people hunt with. And you know, once again, you need to check, make sure those guns don't hold more than three shells. I have seen a particular gun manufacturer sell a youth model shotgun that did not come from the factory with a plug in it. And uh, nobody knew until it got checked in the field. You know, the, the parents assumed it came, since it came straight from the manufacturer, it had a plug in it. But don't assume that. Always always check to make sure it's got a plug. Yeah. 
what about the dove population? What that's looking like? The, the the numbers are fair. We have, you know, we do monitor them across the nation. We got different management units, just like we do flyways with waterfowl, and so we do uh, monitor them. Most of that is going to occur through uh, banding of doves, and then also the the harvest rates, whether it be juvenile or adults. Uh, here in the, what we call the eastern management unit that Mississippi falls in, the dove numbers have declined some, but it's not. You know, at a, at, a, at a very low level, that would trigger us going into a more restrictive season. We still got a, a 90-day season with 15 bird bag limit. That's a liberal um, season for us for morning doves. So uh, the, the numbers are there. But what we always see, it seems like within a, a week of opening day, there's going to be a weather event. We hate for a hurricane, but that happens somewhat. It's going to be a rain system moves through. Doves just look for a reason to do something different and make us look bad when we show up, prepare a field. A lot of times you'll have doves on a Friday expecting to have a good number on Saturday, and they up and disappear overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what about dove fields, private and public fields? We, there, there are. You know, the, uh, most of the hunting's going to occur on private fields. People prepare across the state, and as y'all were talking about, you know, beginning of the show, it's, it's it's really a family affair. A lot yeah. of uh, family and friends come back and enjoy uh, the the dove hunt and the field and the, the socialization. But there are some public fields across the state. Uh, a lot of wildlife management areas. There may even be a few. Federal refuges across the state, and, and Corps of Engineer fields as well. Hmm. And most of our public dove hunting on WMAs is going to be in the Delta, but not all of it. There's some on the east side of the state, like Black Prairie WMA and uh, Oak Tibby WMA, but most of the dove fields are going to be over in our, our dove-rich area of the Delta. And, and we've got some, some really good you know public dove fields. Some of them can be just, just jam up. Um, I would recommend all our listeners if you if you're wanting to visit one of our uh public wma fields be sure and go check the regulations for that specific area or that specific field beforehand because a lot of them we do some different things some of them aren't necessarily open on the opening day some of them may have a youth hunt you know before it's open to 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 everyone um so be sure to check in on all the details all all of those before you go and you know all of that's listed on our website. The, the, I'm going to say, quote, official dove fields that we offer. But a number of our WMAs, if not most of our WMAs, unless it is, you know, in the regs expressly says you can't, dove season is open. So you, if you that's find right. a, you know, a, a natural area that is attracting doves for whatever reason, you know, on most WMAs you can go hmm. hunt that, that's that spot. Interesting. It's going to be warm, too, so bring plenty of water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, we got a break right here on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. We'll come back and talk about one of the great Mississippi State Parks and a little bit more about dove hunting. And also, uh, don't forget, we got to talk about outdoors television. Stay with us.
In the house, my friend Lee Garland of EXP. What's happening, Lee? 2020 was an incredible year. We've sold hundreds of houses. As a matter of fact, and thank you, you took care of a family member. What was so unique about selling that home was the buyer who bought it, bought it sight unseen. They bought it from the videos, photos, and drone footage that we shot. They did not actually step foot in the house until the week before closing. Share with us some of the other advantages of the marketing campaign. One of the things that we do is we give sellers options. We give them the option of assurance, convenience, and the ability to get top dollar on their property. If the seller needs the assurance that their house is going to sell, we can guarantee that sale. If it doesn't sell at the end of the listing agreement, we'll buy it. And that's what makes you guys the leader in the market. We are the number one team in central Mississippi. We spend more money marketing properties than anybody else. We have an advertising budget of almost a half a million dollars where the average agent only spends $250 to $500 a month. Go to LeeWillBuyIt.com or call us at 601-983-1130. No drip roofing and construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Does your body hurt? Have you tried unsuccessful treatments for plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder pain, or IT band? Innovative Health Clinic, formerly Acoustic Wave Treatment Center, offers an affordable non-surgical solution through acoustic wave therapy. The beneficial effects of acoustic wave therapy are often experienced after only one or two treatments. The therapy eliminates pain and restores mobility, improving your quality of life. Schedule your appointment at 601-944-5585 or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Now taking same-day appointments. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Get more miles on the road with O'Reilly Auto Parts. A clean fuel system means better gas mileage for your car. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get two bottles of Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner for $8. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. For a clean, lubricated, more fuel-efficient system, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Two people were killed when a section of Highway 26 in George County collapsed Monday night, leaving a 50-foot-wide ravine where the road was supposed to be. Seven cars total drove into the chasm. Human chains had to be formed to get the survivors back out. Brad White with MDOT says they'll eventually issue an emergency contract to fix the road. The MDOT crews were gathering survey data yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, pulling all of that together. We've got teams down there today that are going to be gathering hydraulic and geotechnical data and information. The deaths of Jerry Lee of Loosedale and Kent Brown of Leakesville are heartbreaking. First responders are stunned the death toll wasn't higher. The heat index could get up to 110 degrees in parts of Mississippi today, mostly along and west of I-55. Elsewhere, the heat indices of 100 degrees or higher remain possible. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Get ready for the Mighty Roots Music Festival, October 1st and 2nd on historic Stovall Farms in Clarksdale, Mississippi, presented by Wade Incorporated. Musical appearances by Deer Tick, Keller Williams, Mystic Bowie's Talking Dreads, Radney Foster, and more. Campsites available, food trucks, vendors, and late night music till 2 a.m. For tickets and more information, MightyRootsMusicFestival.com. Sponsored by Visit Mississippi and Visit Clarksdale. Come on and make your plans to spend the weekend with us at Mighty Roots Music Festival. Hey there, it's Jake Mangum. I love baseball, Mississippi, and Farm Bureau insurance. Throughout my college career, both Mississippi and Farm Bureau supported me immensely. It's no surprise to me that Farm Bureau continues to serve the Mississippi area with the same love they both showed me throughout college. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Mississippi news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. At supertalk.fm, you get news from all over the state. From stories to keep you safe, to legislation that could affect your bank account, to weather reports to help you better plan your weekend. Plus, find in-depth interviews with the newsmakers in the Supertalk podcast archives. And everything Mississippi sports. Your Mississippi news. All the time, on air and online at supertalk.fm.fm. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino. Great news, everybody. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Each week on the program, we feature one of Mississippi's state parks. This week, it's Clarko State Park in Quitman, Mississippi. It was one of the first CCC, Civilian Conservation Corps, parks open to the public in 1938. Located just south of Meridian, near the Mississippi-Alabama state line, Clarko State Park is a favorite Mississippi recreation spot. This park is one of the most naturally attractive parks in the state. Situated on 815 acres of gently rolling woodlands, this park offers 43 RV sites, 21 cabins, and water sports in the 65-acre Lake Ivy. They have picnic pavilions, a playground, a 2.5-mile nature trail, disc golf, and a seasonal splash pad. You can make a reservation by visiting our website at www.mdwfp.com or calling 1-800-467-2757 or call the park direct at 601-776-6651. Tony Fleming is the manager up there. You can purchase an annual park permit for $50 that will give you access to all the state parks for an entire year. That's Clarko State Park in Quitman, Mississippi. All right, so what else we need to know about dove hunting and dove season? Well, Paul, I want to mention the limit. I hope hunters have to worry about the limit this year. <laughs> it's a daily limit. Daily limit. Not a morning and afternoon daily limit. limit. It's, okay. it's, it's 15 per day 
And what you're saying, it's not per hunt, it's per day. You can't day. go shoot 15 in the morning and then go shoot 15 in the afternoon. No excuse. Now, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't run into that, generally. <laughs> Most time, you're lucky to, That's you right. get, to get 10. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> but there are folks who may be good enough. That's right. But they don't need to do that. They, they, they gotta, get a ticket. That's right. Have some self-restraint. There you go. Stop at 15. Let somebody else get on your stand and hunt for a while. You can go back to the, the grill and get the, the fire lit. Get ready to start cooking. Yeah. I've been filming guys that actually in competition, you know, see how quick they can get their 15. In like five to ten minutes, they're done. That, they're, that's a good feel. Yeah, that's, yeah. That is hmm. a good feel. Hmm. I've heard about those. Yeah. They're in strict competition. <laughs> I guess the other thing to mention would be that our, our banding program. You know, you talked earlier yeah. about the populations and how they're monitored sort of at the, yeah. at the continental level, really. Yeah. You know, uh, and we as an agency band a lot of morning doves every summer um and that you know that's that's not just for fun that actually feeds data into you know the 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 fish and wildlife services nationwide assessment of how dove populations are doing so it's it's totally possible that uh someone hunting may harvest a dove with a band on it and if they do they need to report that because that's how we get that data back to know how the dove population is doing and things like that and look at the leg close because those are little bitty bands and they can slip they got to be small for the dove that's right and and we're reward banding so there's opportunity that some of these doves may have two bands on them one of them be a reward band and for them to call and um, report that bird uh, they'd get a financial reward for Hmm. reporting that Mm -hmm. so a double incentive Right. Do we uh, attract dove hunters from other states, neighboring states, come in here? We do. I, I don't know if it's as, as big as probably what, like, turkey hunting would be, but with the, the family and friend tie that dove hunting is, we most definitely get hunters coming in to kind of have those family reunions of sorts on, on the dove field. Yeah. yeah. I know I know a lot of folks that, you know, travel back home kind of thing, may, may travel a couple of states away just to come to a dove hunt, but just almost kind of like the holidays, you know, it's Labor Day weekend, you got to, most folks may have a Monday off, so you got a little extra time, and dove season's all wrapped up into that, so it's, it really is more than just a hunting yeah. event, it, it's, a, it's, it's a whole, family and friends, yeah, family and friends, and just whole celebration of Mississippi outdoors. Are there fields that are located in relatively close proximity to some of the state parks? Might that be a situation? Someone stayed at state park, do it, some dove hunting? It hunt? would be like Leroy Percy State mm-hmm. Park over in the Delta. There's going to be several fields um, fairly close to, to there. And, and there would be um, other where I'm thinking of maybe Coffer State Park yeah. mm-hmm. uh, up, up kind of the 55 corridor. Yeah. There's going to be some fields, uh, WMA fields close to those state parks and those uh, watershed lakes up there mm-hmm. offer some great fishing you know this time of year yeah yeah the thing to do get go to our website we've got a a dove public land dove field page it has a map on there with the different fields that are available so you can kind of look and, and pick and choose that way yeah i got you uh wh- why are the delta what's what's unique about the delta well there's so many fields up there it yeah. the habitat there and and once uh, Mississippi, Mississippi did have a lot better dove habitat across the state than it does today. I mean, we farmed a lot more outside of the Delta region, but when CRP come along in the um, with the 80s, 90s, a lot of those old fields, pastures got reforested, and doves like uh, open habitat. Uh, you know, and so you don't have as much of that outside of the Delta. But when we were doing uh, the coup counts, doing those annually uh, listening for doves to call and number of doves per calling station. I got the you. Delta always had more doves on those routes than anywhere else in the state. 
and it's habitat related. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean that that makes sense. I just know you, you mentioned there were several fields up in the Delta, and and uh, is it just because of is it is the water and the and the um, soil does that have anything to do with it, or is it the the it, foliage? Well, it, and it could be full. We don't need to dive off into that. We have a research project that we can get very deep in that. But, you know, if you're, are you asking about dove hunting opportunities on WMAs mostly being in the Delta? I just was curious, what, what about the Delta, the habitat? What, what creates that habitat? Is there something it's, unique to the Delta that makes it a more the, appropriate the, habitat? The fields and food. Okay. A lot of grain production takes place okay. up there. Yeah. And, and not only grains that farmers produce, but the weeds that grow in, in yeah. the crops and outside yeah. around the crops, you know, are very beneficial to doves too okay hmm. so it sounds like uh it kicks off on the fourth how long does it last dove season oh D- different structures seasons. yeah there's 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 breaks in between them uh and we depending on what zone you're in north or south it differs a little bit but this first season going to be a few weeks depending on whether you're in the north or the south and then we'll have another one coming in kind of as the fall progresses okay. like, but it, it'll run through um you know, the end of January, and we've got 90 days that we can allow hunting in. And, and like Adam was talking about earlier, we try to maximize the number of weekends during those 90 days, and we have three split, two splits, three seasons from September 1 to through the end of January to try to maximize those days. So there's some overlap with some of the other hunting seasons as well, right? Most definitely. You'll you'll hear uh, from your diehard dove hunters uh, will we'll hunt all 90 days, and you'll have some waterfowl hunters that may like to duck hunt in the morning and then pick up your shotgun and go dove hunt, you know, at noon or in the afternoon um, across, you know, wherever they're hunting close mm-hmm. to. So wing shooters like to do it all. They don't discriminate among bird species. <laughs> I may have asked you this before, but how does dove hunting compare to duck hunting in terms of level of difficulty? Mm, it may not be as difficult. It's definitely different. Uh, I don't know that you can compare it a whole lot other than being wing shooting. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, ducks, you're generally trying to attract them to a, a decoy spread water in front of you. Uh, doves is generally on a, a broader area of field, and you need more people out there to keep the birds flying, uh, you know, and the you could you could have a 40-acre field and be the only hunter out there, a bunch yeah. of doves, and have a poor hunt because you can't keep the birds moving. They're all sitting on the ground, you know, the far end of the field. So it, you do need people out there hunting. And most of the time, your duck hunters, uh, they don't want anybody close by, yeah. you know. So it, there, there's some similarities, but also quite different as well. And you're not spending as much time in the water. So That's right. right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Dove hunting is normally a hot weather activity. Then it get you know it can get cold, but you don't have to have standing water to to hunt doves in like you do ducks. I just uh, always marveled at that. My my son is an avid duck hunter, and they you know get up the wee hours of the night there and put all that stuff on and go to the cold water. It's like yeah. oh my gosh, getting out of this warm bed. It takes there. a unique person to be an avid duck hunter. Really uh, incredible. And then of course they got to dodge the alley. Alligators when they get out there yeah. in the duck hunt as well. Yeah. So that's interesting. All right, what about here in central Mississippi? Where are kind of the closest fields, duck fields? Most of them are going to be probably the closest is going to be in the, the South Delta right. or or toward Meridian. Okay, um, hour and a half, WMA. couple hours. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but there are WMAs that do have uh, have dove hunting opportunity, but just not in a prepared dove field like some of these ones we're talking about. You could. A, uh, a Kapai County WMA, even on the Bienville National Forest, a person could dove hunt on those areas. It's just not going to be a prepared dove field like it would be on a, 
a, a muscadine farm, W. May. I got you. Interesting. So, but, you know, and Butler talked about the, the youth hunting opportunities. We do have some of youth-only dove hunting opportunities start off the season, like a Mahana or a Black Prairie. and So it's a good opportunity for people to get their kids out dove hunting. Gotcha. Interesting stuff. All right, we got one more segment here on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. we got to talk about what's up on the Mississippi Outdoors TV for the new season and so forth. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't worry, be happy. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry. Be happy. I'm not worried. I'm happy. Hey there, this is Jody Adams at Ridge Medical Clinic. We are now accepting appointments for chronic and acute care as well as walk-ins. We are conveniently located off Highway 51 in the Oak Place Shopping Center. I invite you to call today. That's Jody Adams with Ridge Medical Clinic. Our phone number is 601-790-7711. We offer the gold standard COVID-19 PCR testing with next day results. We at Ridge Medical Clinic hope to see you soon. Our number is 601-790-7711. It's back! That's right, school is back in session. That means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right, school is back and so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving your cash. Pay just $3.29 per month on the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross or pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4s. Plus, get a free 40-inch TV with every purchase. We want your old vehicle, bring it in, and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new vehicle from us. Ridgeland Mitsubishi is the cutest. King of credit. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Our team of experts is ready to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. School is back in session, so come get your deal now at Richland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Richland Mitsubishi. Eclipse stock number 1772, Mitsubishi G4, stock number 1795, 1999, down 3.9, separate for once a year with the proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Need furniture or bedding now? The pandemic caused a big slowdown in production and shipping, so the wait can be longer than you'd like. 
Unfortunately, Miss Skelly's has preferred status with our vendors. So, despite some delays, we actually have a lot in stock and ready to go. Check out what's available now at MissSkelly's.com. The selection is growing, so if you don't see what you want, check again. Then order online or come into one of our showrooms. That perfect piece may be in stock and ready to go at Miss Skelly's. Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services in Hattiesburg is one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses. Pine Grove provides the highest quality mental health care for children, adolescents, and adults. Pine Grove also features several specialty addiction treatment programs for men and women. Additionally, Pine Grove specializes in the treatment of licensed professionals. Please call 1-888-574-HOPE for more information and visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now, every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Mississippi Outdoors Radio on the JT Show. Wanted to pass on that there is a report, news breaking, that there's been a shooting at a school in North Carolina, Winston-Salem. At least one person shot uh, in that. That's all the information we have right now. We're just seeing the images on the televisions here in the studio. Just wanted to pass that on, and we'll keep you abreast with what we know. So questions about hunting for geese. Uh, Scott, one was can you hunt Canadian geese with a crossbow? And you cannot. And okay. I think another question that came in was asking about the, the HIP stamp. Yeah, what's a right? HIP stamp? Had it, a question on that. The HIP is the acronym for the Harvest Information Program. It's a free stamp that you can get from any licensed agent. And basically, what it's used for is a very loose survey nationwide for the number of migratory bird hunters what they hunt and approximately how many they kill is what it's used for so when they go to get by their license don't assume they're going to ask you you make sure you get that um, that hip hip permit or hip um, on your license got you robert from jolly by the way sent us a photo said he had a good goose hunt this morning in slaughter mississippi enjoying the show and sent a photo of uh, him holding three uh, geese there uh, pretty nice. Too. Yeah, it is. Uh, also had uh, a listener said we have about five states represented at Cole Lake Dove Hunt. So that that's kind of consistent to what you were saying about kind of a social event to yes. a great extent. And uh, it's good to hear people coming in from out of state. That's right. Uh, enjoying the Mississippi outdoors as well. You know, so. a lot of times they can get a dove hunt in the morning and a college football game in the afternoon. There you go. 
That's, that sounds like Mississippi right yeah. there, doesn't it? All right, Scooter, tell us about uh, Mississippi Outdoors Television. What's up? Well, you were talking about the Coal Lake Place. Yeah. Ironically, that's going to be one of the first shows <laughs> tomorrow that? night yeah. that, we, that we filmed over there. And they're good people. They, yeah. they dove hunt you know, all year round. But uh, anyway, we're excited about the new season coming up, Mississippi Outdoors Television. Uh, we've been on the air since about 1989. Wow. So um, 32 years or so, and that's a pretty good run. And, and wow. we're, we're going to have your normal hunting and fishing, you know, duck deer stuff. But we'll have some, some unusual shows as well, some non-consumptive. I did a little mini documentary on eagles in the state of Mississippi. We're going to have a piece on that. We're going to have a, um, a little short thing on our um, MSSP shooting sports programs and AIMS together. And we've got an all-ladies duck hunt with the Swamp Witches. The Swamp Witches are a very popular <laughs> group of ladies. And we've got an all-ladies quail hunt coming up. Uh, we did some bass fishing with professional bass pro Kathy Hurst. And we've got a lot of things, some frog grabbing, uh, of course, some alligator hunts, and uh, just Quite some unusual stuff that we're looking forward to this year. And when does it air? It airs Thursday night. Coming up tomorrow night It's the first show at 7.30, and then it'll repeat Saturday at 5.30. Now, what we'll do is we'll have a first show tomorrow night, and then we'll we'll have some reruns the rest of that month because MPB has some place drives and things, and we'll start the new season again on October the 7th and run six or eight shows straight after yeah. that. I've tuned in. It's well done, too. Oh, I appreciate it. really that. is. Yeah. yeah. So another question here about um, dove hunting. Uh, this listener said, tuned in late. What time does dove hunting start, morning or noon? It's going to start the morning, 30 minutes prior to sunrise until sunset. And a lot of times people ask about sunrise, and that's going to be the legal sunrise. They can look on a lot of times their GPS unit, uh, show the sunrise and sus- sunset time or the, the paper. So yeah. uh, 30 minutes prior to sunrise. Yeah. And, you know, Scooter, I wanted to just mention, it's a lot of work that goes into producing it those is. shows. It is. And and every time we go with somebody and, and, and we film a show and then at the end of the day we're done, they just kind of shake their head like they had no idea. You know, you're running GoPros. I fly the drone a good bit. <laughs> And, uh, you know, with a normal camera. And so it's just a lot of work that goes into it, but it's it's exciting. It's yeah. fun. And the well, new technology is, is really good. Yeah, and the new technology, as I was going to say, allows you to really showcase the outdoors and, and produce some really high-quality yes. uh, output as yes. well. So the production with what you got today is a little different than it was when they started in 89. Right, sure. right. But that's good. Uh, it shows things, get to things, and, and uh, well, we make – We put a GoPro on a on – a, on a pole and stick it in the water, you know, yeah. the fish coming up, and you can see the fish coming out of the water when they release it back in the water. You That's can see amazing. it going down there. We flew the drone at, at, at Humphreys County, the one Cole Lake, a bunch. And it really made the show look a lot different. It, it's, it, that's it, neat. It's neat. Yeah, it that's cool stuff. All right, we uh, are out of time here on Mississippi Outdoors Radio. It's been a good show. Enjoy talking to you guys today. Thanks for coming in. Enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yes, All right. We'll figure it out when we're going to reconvene next week sometime with Labor Day and so forth coming up, huh? Might have to do a midweek show again. Uh, there we go. That'll work. All right. Well, I will be in West Point, Mississippi. Rhino will be down here holding down the fort tomorrow. I'll be up at uh, Mossy Oak. We hopefully you'll tune in. We hope you'll tune in for that. We're out of time for now. Please stay safe and God bless everyone. Of the red, white, and blue. Oh, 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.